0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer.
1: The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Hip hop Christmas today on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott on one side of the glass. Derek Scott on the other. DXL, as I believe he was known in a former life. (laughs) Or this current one. (laughs) A little bit of both. Little bit of both. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. It is uh 1234 in a very, very cold Edmonton, Alberta. We got SportsNet spec coming up. In a moment, I'll remind you that some guests of Oilers Now, including Mark Spector, receive guest certificates to Roos' Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos' Chris Steakhouse. It is the greatest steak you've ever had. I can vouch for it. I took my girlfriend there for birthday dinner Sunday night. It, uh... It knocked out of the park on all uh, on all levels. Creme brulee for dessert, by the way, is the escort recommendation. All right, Sportsnet's uh, Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. Spec, appreciate you jumping on. How's it going today? pretty good Brendan better than the
0: guys trying to fly back from uh, Dallas
1: I suspect but I, yeah I can't even fathom that right now I mean I've seen a lot of imagery from Vancouver's airport I suspect they're maybe a little bit less prepared for that kind of thing than Edmonton's but regardless keep me away from an airplane right now have you heard oh, about boy. anything specifically like problem wise with respect to
0: the Oilers getting back here or what well not the orders because the orders are on a on a shiny fresh charter that you know they they go up in dallas and they land in edmonton it's the guys that are flying commercial i know that uh one of the reporters that's down there i was talking to he's i think your boys are flying through seattle home jack and bob if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. uh one of the other guys is flying through denver and apparently the temperature dropped like 30 degrees in 15 minutes and the winds picked up and there's a they've got like 400 canceled flights and they haven't even dropped him in there yet so (laughs) anyone out there has ever traveled those a feeling when you haven't got to the bad place yet but you know they're going to put you in it and once you get there you're not getting out anytime soon that's a crappy feeling
1: (laughs) well i think what i was hearing spec is like it is so cold or at least it was yesterday that even the de-icing that they do to the airplanes does not touch this kind of weather so it's adding to the cancellations and delays and and the problem is it's hitting like a bunch of airports right not just in Canada it's lambasting
0: the U.S. to the point where we've got cancelled games tomorrow or postponed. Yeah we've got cancelled games and listen I know some people are heading out into warm places and I sure hope they get there but uh, I'm pleased as punch to be sitting in my home right now and not with any airline tickets in my pocket until the Oilers head to California in uh,
1: January. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll be a nice first trip out of here too. So uh, team was down in Dallas. They had the dads with them and they had something to prove to the dads and to themselves after dropping a game to the Stars earlier in the season. Dallas is a really good hockey team and I say they're sneaky only because we haven't seen them a bunch but I think the rest of the league is well aware now of just how good Dallas is sitting second, I guess, on the Western coast Conference, leading the Central Division, and yet Edmonton was right there in what might have been their most complete game of the season last night, Mark. I thought they checked well. I thought their offense yeah. was obviously there when it needed to be, and it didn't just come from McDavid and Dreisaitl.
0: No, no, McDavid and Dreisaitl didn't have a point in the game until it was 3-3 with 12 minutes left, and so that's a really good sign. Uh, you know, listen, the Oilers, I think we all agree they we'd like to watch, see them play that well on a more regular basis you know they'd like to see him pull that game out of the hat against teams that aren't as good as dallas uh and and dominate a few more teams you know if they played like that against anaheim it wouldn't be four three anaheim i can guarantee you that um but I'll say this, the fact that you watched them do it last night, that was a game in a playoff fashion where there was hotly contested battles all over the ice. And the team that in the end, the team that, that wins the most of those battles and doesn't make a big mistake tends to hang around and hang around like the Oilers did. And in the end, they, they were the beneficiary. Heiskanen gives that Puck away on the game winning goal. Uh, you know, the way everyone in this city's watched some of the Oilers players give pucks away that they don't like. Uh, that's their best defenseman. And he gives the puck away to Drysettle, and Drysettle and Fogel made him pay on the game winner. And, you know, that was that game. It was a close to the vest, hard fought, excellent hockey game. And it was the other team that made the mistake and your team that capitalized. So they proved they can do it on one night in a row. Uh, and that's, that makes you feel better. When you go and win that game, that shows you can play. Uh, now you'd just like to see them string that effort together a little more frequently, Brennan. I think
1: it's worth pointing out just what kind of goal scorer's goal Warren Fogle was able to pull off, getting that pass from an elite player. And that's not something that everybody on this team has shown the capability to do, including Fogle himself, throughout stretches of his tenure in Oilers' colours. So the fact that he was able to really dial in and, and yeah. bury that one was positive yeah. to me.
0: Now, for sure. And you're seeing this. like You know who else? Fogle's been hurt. And now he's got a few games back and he's playing with some confidence and they put him on Drysaddle's wing and he knows the job. When Drysaddle has the puck, get open and be ready to shoot. And who else? I I thought Yamamoto was really good last night. And you know, here's a guy that's been hurt all year, and he hasn't been able to string together enough healthy games in a row to find his game. And I think he's finding it, you know. And and everyone in town's been asking why doesn't Costin get more ice time? But he got some last night, and he was pretty good with it, right? He made a nice play, set up Jan and I thought he was very good in the game. Made one mistake, but that happened. So. Uh, you know, you're seeing a healthy team means you got guys that get to play enough games in a row. You get some chemistry, you get to find your game, and I think that's what we're seeing with the orders. There's a bunch of guys that are starting to find their game, and a coach that I thought was pretty smart last night mixed his lines up a bit and breathe some fresh air into that team Brennan didn't he and that was uh I
1: don't know if it was sort of a cloak and dagger thing that he did pre-game there he had different line rushes in the in the warm-up than ultimately what ended up being deployed throughout the rest of that game and and uh Clearly he saw something there, but it was funny how the talk of pregame was keeping the lines together and then there was a big shuffle and, and the shuffle yeah. worked. Can you speak to Ryan Nugent Hopkins' season allowing for that kind of line shuffle? Because it seems to me that he's he's able to drive a line right now and I think that that's obviously a kind of a make or break thing for the success of
0: Edmonton. Well, the whole thing, yeah, if you have another centerman that can drive a line and we've watched last year, I don't think we thought Nugent Hopkins... Could or did drive a line? He need he was better suited on the wing next to a Drysidle, or McDavid. And this year the opposite is true, and it gives your coach options, right? Uh, listen, I like the Oilers better when the chips are down. I like them better with Drysidle and McDavid on separate lines. I don't. I think they're a better, harder team to play against. They just need enough wingers to make that happen. And you know, with McLeod out and Nugent Hopkins running his own line. I mean, he's, man, he's just, you know, I don't think he'll ever be a demon in the face-off circle, but he won a couple of important draws late. I know he beat Pavelski on a shorthanded situation. He drew a puck back, and I thought, you know, God help them get through a power play. He checks well. The puck's going in. What's he got, 18 this year already? Uh, It's just, he's... You know what? He's giving you a little bit more maybe than you expected. And that's when you have a good team. If if guys who you think are going to score you 20, score you 26. And guys who you think are going to score you 8, score you 14. uh, That's a long way to helping the team maybe overachieve just
1: a tad. (laughs) And it helps balance out when you've got guys you expect to score 15 and they score
0: two or none. It does. It does. Or a guy like Kane, who you thought would score you a 40 and you can't score from the trainer's table, right? Yeah,
1: simply put. Um, So six goals up on the board, and that's great. And it's still... A defensive priority thing here. I think moving forward, I put a poll out, but the poll's almost moot, Mark. Everybody is in agreement that this team needs to add to the left side of the defense. And while there weren't necessarily <laughs> glaring errors last night, there was two ter- turnovers and just, like, flubbed clearances. And I don't want to pick on Dar- Darnell Nurse, but he's out there a lot, and he has the puck a lot. And, and uh, frankly, he earns a lot of money. So the, the standards and expectations are a little bit different. And, and so, you, you know, people want him to be perfect and that's not going to be the case but it's still a team that uh, that has a need at left side defense despite as some people are pointing out having a nine and a half million dollar defenseman on that
0: position as well you just listen pay a guy what you want he's not he's not a robot and the more he plays and the more touches he gets the more likely he is to make a mistake i'll repeat that was Miro Heiskanen giving up the game-winning goal on a play that if Darnell Nurse made it, oh, my God, your whole show would be about that today, Brendan, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a brutal play. Handed the puck to the one of the best players in the National Hockey League, put it on his tape, and within four seconds, it was in Dallas's net. So, listen, when you have enough players in enough spots, everyone's getting the minutes they should get. Darnell Nurse needs a little help. He needs someone to take a couple minutes away and a, just a couple of tougher situations I thought they used Kulak later in the game last night in some situations where you didn't used to see him. And maybe that's Woodcroft saying, you know, agreeing with what we're talking about, but they'll find a defenseman, right? Ken uh, Ken Dolan will find a defenseman. It's not going to happen as fast as the fans want it to because the market just isn't nearly close to being open yet. It's just not there. There's a bunch, you know, let me say this to you so maybe people can understand this a little like let's let's use let's use gavrikov in columbus everyone's talking about him and they they He the guy is he the right solution well remember this people in columbus they're not a very good team and they know they're not that good a team but they just spent gajillions of dollars on johnny goodrell and they still got to sell tickets here Right, They can't go into sell mode at Christmas and come back in January and tell their fans, hey, come on out and watch the Blue Jackets play. they got to stretch this thing out a little bit. They're, they may be a seller, but they're not going to be a seller in January. They're going to be a seller closer to the deadline. And now that's Columbus. There's about 10 other teams like that. Even the San Jose Sharks, who we all know, they're not going anywhere. They're not very good. They're not selling everything off today. They'll sell it closer to the deadline when they have to but these teams still have to tell their fans that we're trying to win hockey game so that's why the market isn't the market in at christmas That it's gonna be on February 15th.
1: It's interesting, when I was hosting Tuesday, I was
0: asking Frank uh,
1: Saravali, traditionally, when do we start to see buyers and sellers declare themselves as Mm -hmm. such? And he he was sort of saying really early December, but the market this year has been so stagnant and uh, probably as a byproduct of the flat salary cap, but you could maybe hang it on a few different things. It just seems like there's yet to
0: have been that first domino to fall. Yeah, and it's, it's just, you know, it is. Like, look at the Oilers. They can't even think about making a trade that doesn't include sending some money out the door. So it's not just a trade for a couple of draft picks anymore. They have to move a player that's making, you know, three or four million bucks here, and that makes for a much more complicated deal. Listen, it's I'm not telling people anything they don't know. It's hard to come together on the deal that, that Holland needs. I think he will. I think he'll bring in a defenseman, and I think he'll bring in a depth forward he will not bring in you know taves and gavrikov or you know it'll be if it's taves the defense was going to be a lot less and if it's if it's you know edmondson or gavrikov or chikrin then the forward's going to be a lot closer to derek brassard uh he's not going to get two big ticket items but i'm sure he'll get one
1: When I look at the face-off numbers, I wonder if you could quietly address that and still spend enough assets to really uh, bolster that left-shot defense. Because, you know, again, you say if if Nuge is going to perform like this, really the only thing that this team is missing up front, other than maybe a little sandpaper, is somebody who can go in and win a face-off reliably that doesn't wear number 29.
0: That's how I see it. uh, It's totally important. Now, so do you get a guy like when derrick ryan was in his prime and, and you say to him that's really all you're doing for us you're going to kill a penalty and win a face-off or do you shoot higher and get a third line center like a guy like taves you know i love Taves on this team i think i think they miss what keith brought to the team and what mike smith brought to the team uh taves would replace a lot of that he wins your face-offs and he's uh if he's playing in a third-line role, he's a pretty good player, and I'm happy to see Nugent Hopkins jump back on the wing in the top one of the top two lines. So, uh, you know, let's see what happens. I, I still, I still sort of believe that even though a good defensive center helps keep the puck out of your net, uh, I'm kind of old school to say that a strong sturdy defenseman that's going to take some minutes away from nurse is going to push kulak to the third pairing that guy's probably going to keep more pucks out of your net that's that's how i see it i might not be right but that's how i see it
1: now with the rotation right now as we chat with mark Spector from Sportsnet for our friends at aquarian renovations we've seen Ryan Murray earlier in the season, his play tapered off. Now he's injured, uh, yep. and it was Marcus Niemalainen in last night's. In a game like that, Mark, I don't think Niemalainen really is out of place at all. I mean, maybe limited puck skills, sure, but when you need that six-foot-five body crashing around, he was there and he was involved in that sort of thing. So as far as I suppose a band-aid goes for this, and now you're without Broberg. I mean, what do you what do you think about that um, rotation there, uh, hmm. and I guess how quick you may be forced to address it in the new year just given the personnel
0: yeah i, I think we're looking at like we're, we're trying to describe the defense we think the Oilers need and i know there's a huge debate out there that they need chicken i was watching chicken just last night again I'm, I'm, I'm starting to watch arizona games because i'm trying to get a feel for how chicken plays and watch him you know a little more often than i have and he's a he likes to skate like he's a He'll, he wants that puck, and he wants to carry it. He wants to get in the offensive end. And, and uh, you know, he kind of, like, he plays a little like Nurse, <laughs> to be honest, huh. from what I've seen the last couple of games. I'm not saying that's bad. Like, he's a good player, you know, a really good player. But I guess we have to make a decision what you want. And the guy that, you know, if you're talking stay-at-home guys like Edmondson and Gabrikov and, and bigger defenders, I'm not sure that that's – we're not describing – marcus Niemelainen in like once he's got 200 games under his belt yeah. right he might not be the guy yet that you can go into the playoffs and say here's our guy i don't think he is that guy yet but i not i don't know why he can't be that guy one day right he's big he's strong he really skates well uh he'll throw the big hit he's just got to be you know i thought last night with the puck he was pretty good i didn't see him make, making any major puck errors so He's close, but I have a feeling that where this team is in its aspirations to win a Stanley Cup, I don't think they can go at it with a young guy like that in such an important position. They might be doing it, Brendan, next year or the year after or the year after. I'm not sure they're doing it this year.
1: Yeah, I agree with that entirely. It makes sense for, say, the 2025 Stanley Cup, push or 2024, if he takes (laughs) a a big step forward, right? But I think that... I
0: like the player, right? I like the player. definitely. There's To me, there's a lot of
1: similar guys around the league that we have seen with formidable careers over the last few years, whether it is a a guy like... um, who's that big lanky son of a gun hawk and paw didn't we just see him last night or a guy like jared tonorty marcus Niemelainen doesn't really fight per se but i'm just thinking of that Uh, big six five rangy d man who maybe doesn't necessarily move the puck especially well but you can trust to be a presence
0: Fair, fair. Absolutely. No, no. He's, a, I think like, let's say just for fun, let's build the Oilers defense right at this minute. And let's say they add this second pairing guy we're talking about. Let's let's say we're all happy with him And, and boom, you got nurse on the left side. You got this, whoever this guy is. And then you got Kulak. Then you have Nima line. then you have Murray hanging around and then you have Jason Demers who they just signed. So, Teams that make long playoff runs sometimes need nine or ten defensemen. And you know what the Oilers have? I think the Oilers are going to have eight or nine or ten defensemen here, you know, with all the guys they have. And if you add one more guy that can play, so that leaves you in a good spot. You know, it does. They've got some depth. There's other problems. I'm not putting them in the Stanley Cup final right now, Brandon. That's not what I'm doing. But I am saying the one box that says if we're making a long playoff run, we need a bunch of defensemen, they got a bunch of defensemen.
1: I see what you're saying here, Speck. I've literally written this out as we've been discussing it. And really, there's only there's only one significant question, Mark. After that, if you can get just standard play out of Kulak, Barry, Bouchard, you know, you've got a half-decent defense depth-wise there. Speck, appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow night, hey? All right, looking forward to seeing Vancouver. in right. Vancouver. sports Sportsnet's Mark Specter there for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. We're back on Oilers Now after this.
0: This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. Come on, off the radio. is dmx that's a very hip-hop holiday here on oilers now christmas just three days away oilers will round out the pre-christmas schedule tomorrow seven o'clock the vancouver canucks in town provided the vancouver canucks can get out of vancouver I don't I don't have any updates travel wise but we know it's been a mess at the Vancouver airport and pretty well anywhere in North America you're trying to travel right now so please do so safely and slowly if needed um if you're flying airwise though I hope that that's as expedited as possible for you Toronto hosting Philadelphia as we speak uh it's not the hockey hooky game they don't do that in the NHL but I I'm not really sure why they're playing so early. one nothing Flyers after 20 minutes there. Just heard from uh, Mark Spector. Just talking about fortifying the Edmonton defense, okay? Like, we, we, we thought that there might be a different angle of discussion today. What part of Edmonton's team needs improving? I'm almost ready to just say right now, which left-shot defenseman would you like Kenny Claus to place under the tree come trade deadline day? gavrikov's been floated maybe you like carson susay i know the price might be a little more right on him i love the player i wonder with seattle and the way that they've performed whether they'd be willing to part with the player right now but he does play both sides chikrin's price point is great but i don't like you i i think he was that kind of player in junior I don't know that he's ever really been known as a shutdown guy, per se, so it doesn't necessarily lead me to believe that he's the answer to the question, how do the Oilers' defense stop a cycle or keep more pucks out of their net? Because chasing it on the back check is probably not the answer. But then is Joel Edmondson, who is a more limited of a player, is he the answer? He was with the Blues a few years ago. He was part of it anyway. They had a wicked defense. Big, angry. I like Edmondson as a player. I think I would go after him personally. I have no issue with that at all. Lots of time for your calls and texts coming up here. Um, Let's just go down that path, shall we? So which left shot defenseman does it for you? Keep it a reasonable price point, but let's, let's do some investigating. Edmonton's going to have to give up a lot. It's going to be Poyarvi. It's going to be a first. It probably, if you're really shooting for the stars, is going to be Broberg as well. So what do you want to see Kenny Claus deliver under the Oilers' tree come trade deadline day? 780-496-0063 is the number to text. We'll take your calls after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.